we're going to talk about God's distribution plan. All right? Yeah, God's distribution plan. And before we really get into that a little bit, and I want to break it down just a little bit, I'll let you know um, there's, there's a priority of things. So I, at the very beginning here, I want to set some things in place that are very important. Okay? Is that okay? Kind of set the context, right? Kind of set how we're thinking. If you have your Bibles, if you could turn to John chapter 3, verse 16. I know it's an obscure passage, but we're going to read it. And we're going to take a look at it. And another one right after that. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. God loves you. God loves me. God loves us. He loves us to the extent that He sent His only Son to die to pay the penalty. Hold on to that as we talk about things today. And kind of, let's flip over to another because there's another one I want to take a look at before we really get going. This is all bonus, you know. Turn to Romans 5. Romans chapter 5. We're going to start at verse 6. I'm going to read through a few verses here. You guys warm enough? Yeah? No? A couple? A little too warm? If you see me doing a lot of this, it's because my hands are really cold right now. We'll, I'll get moving a little bit. Alright, Romans chapter 5, starting at verse 6. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die, but God shows His love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have been justified by His blood, much more shall we be saved by Him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more... Now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by His life? More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. In John, we saw God loves us. He loves us so much, it is the priority in his mind, first and foremost, while we were still sinners, 
He died for us. So in the context of, of talking today, and as we move into the subject at hand, understand, number one, and God's priority is your salvation. Does that make sense? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we love You, we honor You, we thank You. Pray today that I get out of the way, that You speak through me words of encouragement, words of instruction, maybe even words of correction. But help us to understand, Lord, where we need to be and how much You love us. Father, I thank You. And we give You praise. We give You honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, having said that, we're going to talk about God's distribution plan. We're going to talk about a little bit of money. We're going to talk about resources. But I want to share with you what we're not going to talk about and why. Now, has anybody heard of the prosperity gospel? Maybe that's a term that, that we can overgeneralize a lot of different concepts. But when I say prosperity gospel, it's something that you've heard before, right? Okay. And, and, and it's in a context of... Uh, the more you have, the more God loves you, apparently, right? Okay, so I'm not here today to talk about the prosperity gospel. Uh, I'm not here preaching about the prosperity gospel. And I wanted to tell you why. Because when you look at what's traditionally been taught, what are some of the things that you, you hear? Now, I, I'm saying this. This isn't being broadcast around the country, is it? Uh oh. Well, in that case, I got to be careful what I say because this involves my extended family. Uh, I've it. I've had. Preach it. If family can't handle it. Then... There we go. There's been times over the years where, hey, I need that Cadillac. We're going to do the Jericho march right around that Cadillac. How many times are we going to march around? It doesn't matter. That house, I'm going to march right around it and claim it for Jesus in my name. Right? So put the deed in my name. I, you know, I, hey, send me $30 and God's going to give you 300 Anybody hear any things like this remotely? Uh, you know, sound familiar a little bit? Okay, now, we'll touch on sowing and reaping. How many of you have ever put a seed in the ground? Okay, maybe a tomato. As a, as a kid, I used to get one of those. I tried this once. I think we tried this once. Where you get one of those trays, has these little circles in it with tomato plants. I, I killed them all. <laughs> hey, hey. I was 100%. But when you take a seed, you plant it in the ground, we'll say a tomato. Do you get one tomato? No, you plant a seed, and you get a plant that produces more than what you've sowed. Okay? 
I believe in sowing and reaping, okay? And we'll touch on that a little bit later. But let me tell you, one of the big differences in all these examples that I'm giving is what's central to that is our own fleshly desires to be elevated above what God's will is. Now, think about that for a second as we talk about the Cadillac here. And I don't even have a Cadillac in my notes, but I think everybody understands what a Cadillac is. It represents a, a, a little bit of money, a little bit of prosperity, a little bit of, hey, look at me. Look at me. I want that Cadillac. What you're saying is, I want what comes along with that. I want to elevate myself to the point where people look at me and say, hey, you're something. You've got it together. Wow. You're special. Marching around that house because you know a bigger house, the better it is, right? More dogs you can put in it. <laughs> Same thing. Bigger house. Is that for the glory of God? No, it's for the glory of man. It's for me to elevate myself up so that you look upon me as something special. Now, we're all special. Okay. But that's not the special I'm talking about. I'm talking about the difference between uh, being led by your flesh and being led by the Spirit. We've talked about this many times over the last several weeks. Prosperity gospel is centered on elevating me. So we're not going to talk about that today. Is that okay with you? But we are going to talk about God's distribution plan. And we're going to set this in the right context. There's a couple of verses I really want to read, and I want you to at least write down these verses. Something you should carry in your heart all the time. There's two of them. Um, Turn to Proverbs 30. I made a few little cheat sheets here so I can get... Then I lined them all up so you can't see them all, right? Proverbs 30. Looking at verse 8. I'm actually going to be the second half of verse 8 so to keep this kind of short. Verse 8 and 9. Proverbs 30, verse 8 and 9 says, Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me, lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. Well, what's the writer saying here? It, he's, his prayer, his desire to God is, Lord, give me enough to accomplish your will in my life. I don't want to have so much that I say, thanks, I don't need you anymore. But I don't want to have so little that, that my needs aren't met, that I'm in lack, that I can't accomplish, so therefore I'm going to take control within myself to go and manipulate situations and steal to accomplish whatever that purpose is. God, give me what you need to give me to accomplish your will. That's profound. Stick that one in your heart. Alright? There's another one I, I, I want you to capture. 
Psalm 37. You guys know where I'm going with this one. Psalm 37, 4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord. Be consumed. Pursue Him. Delight yourself in Him. Line up with His will. And your desires that are in your heart are the desires that God has planted and intended for you. And as your desires line up with His desires for you to accomplish your purpose in your life, He will give you the desires of your heart because He put them there. That's good stuff. If that's all you get today, that's some good stuff right there. Write that down. Write it on your dry erase board. Everybody have a dry erase board at their home? And No? No? We got, yeah, I do. All right, yeah, that's good. That's good. I got a nice little dry erase board. I like them. Nerds. Yeah. Nerds for Jesus. God's first priority is your salvation. Make sure you hear me on that. So, I'm talking today, as I finish my introduction, don't worry. I'm talking to the Christian today. If you're here today, and I don't need you to raise your hand or anything like that, you say, you, you know what, I'm not a Christian. I, I don't have Jesus in my heart. I'm not born again. I'm not saved. You know what? I'm not talking to you. I've been talking to you up to this point. God loves you so much that He sent His Son, even while you're in the sin that you're in, that He sent His Son to die to pay the penalty for you. You know, while you're still a sinner. You know what? But what I'm about to talk about here, I'm talking to the Christian. Okay? Talking to me. Talking to you. Now I get to go to the part that I'm really excited about. I might walk around a little bit. I know that's a surprise. Everybody know what a testimony is? Okay. When you testify... If you've gone to court and you need to testify, you are going in and stating the facts, right? It's not about your opinions. It's about your perspective. It's about what you've seen, what you've heard, and what you've experienced. I want to testify today. I want to testify today. And we're going to have some fun with this. I hope this is an encouragement to you because, my goodness, has this been an encouragement to me. Earlier this year, there's been some stressful, tough times. Oh, you could point your finger at me and say, well, Dan, you should be walking in faith. I'm human, right? Okay? There's tough times. There's times that I've questioned some things 
But I didn't walk away from God. I held on to God and said, God, I don't understand why I'm in this storm. I don't understand why this debris is flying around. I don't understand what is going on. But nonetheless, you're my God. And it was some stormy. Have you ever been through a storm? Maybe some of you are in a storm today. All right. Let me tell you, God loves you. He does. Now, as I kind of get through this storm, God repositioned me in my job from functioning in one type of, a, of an area to another. And after the fact, I realize, hey, this is better. Let that sink in a little bit. Do, do we struggle sometimes and, and, and we're in the storm and we're fighting and wrestling and everything and then we, oh, finally, okay. And, and then end up on the other side like, hey, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah? Maybe it's only me? No? Well, that happened to me this year. It was tough. I, I'm not going to lie to you. It was tough. I struggled. But as the second half of the year start rolling around, some interesting things started happening. Okay, uh, Coming into the second part, I'm a budget kind of guy. I have spreadsheets, color-coded. <laughs> Not on the dry eraser board, but I, I have them. I update them. We, uh, I have to pull you into this. Yeah, we look at them all the time. You know how we look at them all the time? Hey, Shelly, look at this. Look at this. Look. Yeah, that should be. Yeah, I got to take care of the dogs. They're in the other room. And, and by the way, I, I will say, uh, to have a godly wife is something amazing because she's demonstrated more faith during that storm than, than I did. Okay. As the second half of the year started rolling out, about August 16th, All right, I didn't write down the time of day. <laughs> August 16th. I realized that, you know, God, while our income was to be adjusted, okay? And, but yet, God, you're so good. You, you, we, we've met our obligations. We, we've hit the numbers. I, I'm, I'm grateful. And as I wrote a tithe check, put $10 more on it. Just, it, it, it seems insignificant, but I, I wanted to just demonstrate my gratefulness to God. And, and just, uh, we didn't discuss it, we didn't have a meeting that day. No. Uh, <laughs> 
I just had, had the tithe and $10 on. Some strange things started to happen. Didn't really pay a whole lot of attention at first. Now, and I want to emphasize, I didn't pay a lot of attention to it at first. But some strange things had happened from that time on. Now, this one part I shared with her that I was going to share, but it's kind of funny, but it's, it's still a blessing. You know, about that time, uh, at, at her work, they opened the door to uh, basically unlimited overtime. So God's blessing me by making her work harder. No. Uh, <laughs> glory, hallelujah. Yeah, no. But, but hear, hear what I'm saying here. God provided an opportunity and, and, and she took it. And, and she began to work. And the income, I mean, overtime's decent, right? Okay. Yeah. So, and, and a little bit of a snowball going on there. Well, by the end of the month, approximately, August 31st, <laughs> you, you know, I, I get paid, she gets paid, and, and you know, the numbers are working. I reviewed the spreadsheet because I want to make sure I didn't make a mistake. And okay, you know, formulas are good. We're flowing. You know, income a deduct and you know, expensive categorized and alphabetized and colorized and okay. Anyhow, and then there's a net number there. And okay, that net number was pretty close to like zero. So what was coming in was going out. You've been there. Am I the only one? Come on, somebody. Okay. So, you know, I'm looking at that, but, but the reality was what I had on paper was different than what I was experiencing. I, I, there was an excess. There, there was an abundance. And um, grateful. God, as I write out the tie check, plus $15. And, and I, it's you, you're like, okay, you we get it, it's fun and everything. But let me share with you some things. That's 831. So just getting into September. Put yourself in that. This is this year. So near Labor Day, okay? Kind of picture yourself there. We were on vacation and there's some things that we had to get done. Well, the one day, um, we, we had to get vet medicine. Anybody have dogs and it's not cheap is it no it is not cheap and I, I don't even know the names of the pills but they they are expensive and I know everybody has like five dogs right yep amen no no just me just 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 okay well so you, you, you're multiplying and, and something that costs twenty dollars really costs a hundred dollars something that costs forty dollars can be upwards of 200. That's how math works. Okay, yeah. <laughs> See? See that? Thank God for spreadsheets. Automatically calculated? Okay. Well, so we go to the vet, and, and I'm expecting um, some big, big, I was ready. Okay? God's blessed us. We know we have to do this. <sighs> All right, we're going to, it was about half or so of what it should have been. And I'm walking out, and I was like, well, well, 
Praise God, right? And, and, and you might be thinking, okay, Dan, yeah, because you're dumb, you, you couldn't add, or you, you were just misinformed. I don't think I was misinformed. I think I was blessed. So we, we've got some errands to do, and um, guys, this probably won't make sense to you, so you can kind of tune out a little bit here. But uh, ladies, how many of you guys like shoes, right? Buy some shoes every now and then. Well, Pastor Lee, I understand that you might fall no. into... No, no, no shoes. I have repented from that. Re repented, okay. Well, you, you know, and shoes are something that, you know, there's transactions and so on, but sometimes you get a pair of shoes and, and something's not right. Okay, and you've got to do that thing that everybody loves to do, return them. And, and as you know, and I'll try to quickly go through this a little bit so we're not here till 2 or 3, but uh, there's some stores that are real easy and some have a reputation. They don't return anything, right? So we go to return these expecting a struggle. Not only did they no hassle return, they said, oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. Here, we've, with this over here, here's, here's a $10 coupon. Here, take this. $10, save $10. Mm -hmm. All right? Okay. You said, all right, you're really stretching and reaching for this. Maybe. Maybe not. How many shop at Body Works? Not advertisement for it, but they have some smelly things. Okay, okay. Been corrected by the women of the room, okay? It's Bath and Body Works, all right? You were just hiding your main card. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had to get these things, all right? And we, and we get, and they were on sale. Great. We get there, and they're like, whoa, whoa, wait. We've got more of a discount for you. We've got more of a coupon for you. And they're chasing us with money. Okay. In and of itself, that's cool. Start adding this up. We're now joking about it. Hey, the vet thing, the shoes, we go to the other shoes to buy shoes. They're giving us coupons, getting dollars off. We go to this place and... Here's another coupon. Her daughter, her vehicle, her Jeep broke down, strap, $185, $184.99, those who are keeping track. Uh, she didn't have it. But God's blessed us during this time period. I'm talking about, this is early September, okay? God blessed us to the point where we were able to take care of that. Well, good for a No. Listen to what I'm saying. Our budget was strapped. My number at the bottom of the spreadsheet was zero. But yet God found a way, somehow, some way, and it was paid for. Hear what I'm saying. But wait, there's more. In September... This is October. In September, my mortgage went down $8. Oh, big deal, $8. My mortgage went down. Okay? 
$8. Sprint. How many in here on Sprint? I'm, I'm the one. Uh, <laughs> Sprint contacts me and said, we're going to move you from this plan to this plan and you just save $20 a month. What's the catch? There's no catch. You save $20 a month. Cool. And by the way, the Hulu, how many got Hulu? $6.41 a month. All right. Sprint says, you know what? The benefit, we'll pay for that. $8, $20, $6.41. My budget's getting less. Comes into September 16th. Started $10 extra. Went to $15 extra. What do you think I did on the 16th? Bingo! God's continuing to bless. I have, I, I'm living in, in an abundance here. And plus 20. Ha! Huh. I get a, a letter from my LP gas company. We're changing your budget. It's going to be... $38 less a month. Okay. Anybody seeing a pattern here? Okay. Oh, Dan. Coincidence, coincidence. You're just, just saying these things and people get discounts. And so. My God loves me like He loves you. And He set some things in motion and... and He's blessing me beyond my expectation. Okay, but that was... Uh, tell you something, yesterday. Yesterday. God gave me a few more things to add to the sermon. Number one. I needed to get some lug nut covers for 2007 Sierra 1500. It's an old truck, right? Lug nut covers are those plastic things that go over the lug nuts on the wheel, right? The guys are like, yeah, we know a lug nut. Okay, I'm just explaining, okay? Just saying that it's a specific old model, 2007 GMC. We go to the store and um, by chance, do you have these lug nut covers? And the guy's like, there's so many I I don't know. And he goes to the other guy and says, hey, do you have these? He's oh, over in aisle one. And oh, Okay, well, we'll go over to aisle one. We start walking that way and somebody else chimes in. I think they're on clearance. <laughs> okay, but yeah, they're probably not the right ones. But maybe they're functional. No, I'll take functional. That's fine. We go over there. They're exactly the right ones. Exactly. $9 on clearance for $4. I mean, you guys are following the pattern, right? Okay, you got this. 
So we go to the register and they say, oh, and there's $3 off today. So that'll be $1. We're practically giggling, right? But wait, there's more. It's time for an oil change. We have to go over to uh, where we bought her, her car at the dealership and go in and get an oil. And they're nice and they, they give us free pop, which when you're on a keto diet, you're very limited. So I'm looking at the root beer and saying, can't have that. Looking at the Mountain Dew, can't have that. <sighs> well, there's a Diet Coke. Oh, this is so good too. Can have the Diet Coke. So we're, we're sitting there. They're doing the oil. They, they come out. Say, okay, your, your car's done. It's going to be no charge. Why is it going to be no charge? We just felt that like you were waiting too long. <laughs> I, we didn't mark the, the time and calculate it and document the time or anything. We weren't there that long. Free oil change at a dealership. This isn't our, our, our friend Bob's car and oil change place. This isn't... Uh, this is a dealership that's in business to make money. I'm here to testify today that our God is good. He loves us, and first and foremost, the priority in His mind is all of our salvation. He wants relationship above anything else. But you know what? God's made a way, and He's created a distribution plan. Yeah, a distribution plan that He wants us all to be a part of. And He lays out very specifically how to be a part of that. Anybody here today want to know how to be a part of God's distribution plan? Okay? I know I do. Paydays this week, what do you think I'm doing? Never mind, don't go there. <laughs> Isn't this fun? We've had a lot of meat and potatoes for a few weeks, right? Notice it's less. Anybody? No. no. Never mind. Thank you. Thank you. Let, let's go to uh, 2 Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter 9. We're going to read 6 through 12. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 12. The point is this whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able. Mm, God is able. God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. God doesn't want you in lack. 
when He gives you an assignment to do, when He uh, has a plan for your life, He will not leave you stranded. He will not leave you in lack. He will provide a way. It's us to, up to us to determine and decide if we're going to walk in His will or if we're going to try to do it on our own. He has, and the ESV says, He has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Look at verse 10. He, who's the he they're talking about there? That's right. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. Now, remember, at the beginning we had the Cadillac and the house and everything. That's not what he's talking about here. He is providing you seed. And he will multiply the seed. He is multiplying the seed to give to you so that you can increase the harvest. So that you can accomplish the goal and the purpose that he set forth in your life individually and corporately as a family, as a body, to accomplish his purpose. Verse 11, you will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but it is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. Some good stuff. All right, sign me up, right? Talking to the Christian here today. He is the one that supplies the seed. It is not Walmart, if you work at Walmart. It is not, fill in the blank there, I won't list all the, the companies around the neighborhood. They're not your source. He is your source. So Lord, what is your instruction? What are we supposed to be doing? Turn to Malachi chapter 3 and let's dig right into the heart and depth of this and get right to that point. For some of you who have been around the church a long time, you're like, well, you can go and, and, and talk about Melchizedek and you can talk about this and talk about... Yes, I, I, I could. But I think at this point uh, in this juncture of today's message, you can understand where I'm going with this. God loves us, even while we were sinners. And for you Christians that are out there, He has a distribution plan. It's His plan. And we're going to take a peek at this in chapter 3 of Malachi. Starting at verse 6. Now, What's going on here is this is not a pleasant conversation between God's messenger, Malachi, to the people of Israel and to the priests. And, and, and there's different categories of things that are being addressed because they've become lackadaisical. They've become complacent. They have taken their eyes off of God. They have walked away from what uh, God has instructed so the messenger, the prophet here, is bringing God's Word. 
to the people of Israel. Verse 6, For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore you, O children of Jacob, are not consumed. From the days of your fathers you have turned aside from my statutes and have not kept them. He's not patting them on the back here. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you say, how shall we, how shall we return? Will man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. But you say, how have we robbed you? In your tithes and contributions. You are under a curse. For you are robbing me. The whole nation of you. Instruction. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. And if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need, I will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not destroy the fruits of your soil and your vine in the, in the field shall not fail to bear, says the Lord of hosts. Then all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a land of delight, says the Lord of hosts. So what's happened here? God has established prior that He is the resource, that He is the source to the people of Israel. And part of that instruction is, hey, you retain 90% of your increase. A tithe is 10%. A tenth part. Okay? And, and that tithe comes into the storehouse. And let me editorialize and insert this. You've probably heard it before, but I want you to hear it. The tithe comes into where you are getting fed. It is coming into the local storehouse. Well, that's, I get, let me be specific. If you attend this church, you bring your tithe here, the whole tithe. You don't, half of it here, half of it to this church, or half of it to so and so ministry. No, your whole tithe comes into your local church. And if you attend here, that means here. That means you write your check out the life point. Now, are you giving the life point? Technically, yeah, that check is being cashed and processed, and there's a stewardship here of that. But you're not. You're following instruction from the Word of God that God has directed to be a part of His distribution plan. You're giving back to God through this church. Yeah, that's what you're doing. That's the fact of matter. That's straight up, right? That's a tithe. An offering is above and beyond the tithe. Now, I'll share this quickly. You can tell by me mentioning, hey, I like spreadsheets and everything, and there's an exacting to it. My degree was in, I guess still is, in accounting. Okay, so I like numbers. Okay, I like the exactness. I don't like vagueness. I, I like it to be specific. So when I used to write a tithe check, my tithe checks would be, you know, 
4,000? <laughs> Just kidding. I would love for that to, to be the case. But, okay, whatever it is, $132.75. All right? Because that's how I, I was. And $132.16. All right. Technically, that's cool. But where, where's my heart there? A little bit on the legalism side, right? Just, just a little bit. I'm not saying that I was in sin and trying to, you know, every penny God, I, I got, no. But that's where my head was. I wasn't thinking, I was thinking that exactness. I was following instruction like this instead of like this. I round up now. <laughs> it's okay to laugh in church, even if it is at me. A tithe is the first fruits. It's not what's left over. Well, I'll pay all the bills and then I'll see if there's enough left over to give to God. Yeah, he, he's not too keen on that. First fruits. I'll tell you what I do. Big secret, right? Direct deposit in. It's in there. The very next line, I'm writing out the tithe amount right there. Even if I don't have time to actually write the check, I'm writing that amount. It's in my checkbook. Yes, I keep a check register. Ooh. On paper. <laughs> ha! They're getting harder and harder to find. Not, not the little one with the checkbook. I got the Franklin Quest, you know, uh, pages left over from oh, whatever. The, the, the point is, hey, it's, it's off the top. Okay? It's not what's left over. And I wouldn't be honest with you if there wasn't a season in my life where, God, I got all these bills. How about, you hear what I'm saying here? How, how about this? How about I don't obey you and I pay these bills and, and then later I'll obey you again. Once this is taken care of, then I'll obey you in the future. Am I the only one that's negotiated with God like that? What happened? And I did that. And I did that. And somehow, how things balanced out, I tried to pay the bills, but my budget expenses did not go down. Everything seemed to be as hard, if not harder, than it was when I was tithing. And... Honestly, don't tell her. She was on me about it. Hey, you better be tithing. Oh, I, I will. What was my next step? Wrote out the tithe check. Amen, glory, hallelujah. And stuck it in the drawer. I wrote the tithe check. But we'll hold that, and I know, if okay, $200 is being held, then I can pay this, and 
think God like, oh, I didn't think about that. Uh, hmm, he did write the tithe check. No, not cool. God got a hold of me. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, it's painful. The numbers don't work. But it did. Okay? $132, 16 cents. And it did. $133. I'm something, huh? Stepping out. The more I gave, the more things worked out. The more I gave above and beyond the tithe, the more I got blessed in ways I did not expect. Yeah, there's kind of jokes that we have. Hey, go to the mailbox. I wonder who sent me a check today. Okay, we, we, we play with that. God has a sense of humor. But there's been times where I go out there and it's like, oh, what's this? Uh, you bought a car a year ago and we did the math wrong and here's $32.18. You paid off your credit card and, well, we did the math wrong. We got caught in an audit. Uh, and um, we have to send you this check. Uh, your escrow amount was too much this year. We're not allowed to hold it, so here's another hundred bucks. Okay? This has become kind of a comedy conversation throughout. To the point of like, not to embarrass you, but let's go shopping and let God bless us, right? No, not an exact quote, but it, it's okay to have fun, right? I, I have debt. I've made poor choices. I've made calculated choices that I thought were good. Okay? I'm just like a, a lot of you that might be in here today that, hey, there's obligations I, I've got to pay for. There's been seasons in my life that I needed help. Well, I, I'm not declaring bankruptcy, but I've reached out to, this is many years ago, but I've reached out to, a, 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 even forget their name, but they, they helped me set a budget and to pay my bills, I've always paid on time, but to pay my bills to eliminate them. I've needed help. I had to reach out and get help. Okay, that's okay. If you need help, reach out. But even then, God's principle can't be violated. To be a part of His distribution plan, it has to be His plan and it has to be His instruction. And it's not variable. It's there. It's black and white. I, I've asked the question, who wants to be a part of God's distribution plan? Um, and, and many raised their hand I'm way off of my notes here. I, I apologize, but uh, I just got to tell you that to be a part of God's distribution plan, if you're a Christian here today and you're not tithing, you're in disobedience. 
Let that sink in. You're in disobedience. God loves you. He loved you while you were in sin, and if you're in sin now, He still loves you. I've tried the negotiating. I tried the, well, there's got to be a back door to this. Right? I write the check, stick it in the drawer. I've got eight checks, $1,200. Oh, if I just cancel the checks, I can pay. Yeah, okay. Been there, done that. Bottom line is, get out of disobedience. As I finish up here, my intention today was to be, for the Christian here, to be an encouragement to you. I think it's unfair. If you are unaware of tithing, then you must not have come here very long. Or maybe we don't talk about it enough. But I want you to be blessed. I want you to be blessed to the extent of accomplishing God's purpose in your life. Whatever that might be. For some, that might be grand. For others, it might be private. It might be subtle. You might be a hand, a mouth, a face as far as the, the body is concerned. Some of us are, are, are knees. Thank God for the knees. Some of us are toes. Some of us uh, are to accomplish God's will in our life are, are special unmentionables behind the scenes. But just as important to the body. If you're here today and you say, well, I kind of understand what you're talking about, but I'm, a, I'm not a Christian. Let me tell you, first and foremost, God loves you. His desire is to have relationship with you. Take the, this God's distribution plan, that's secondary to your salvation. So in a moment, we're going to have the, uh, the, the body of Christ the blood of Christ represented by the bread and, and, and the grape juice here. We're going to have a time of prayer where the elders will be up here. If you're unsaved here today, I invite you up here to ask Jesus into your heart. The Bible says if you confess Him with your mouth and believe in your heart that He died on the cross and He rose again for you, you will be saved. I didn't make this stuff up. Check out Romans 10.10. If you're here today, say, Dan, I'm, I'm saved, but you know, I, I do struggle in the area of finances. You know what? We, we've been there. There's seasons that we, we've been there. Some in disobedience. I'm telling you, I was in disobedience. I pray I, I'm never in disobedience like that again. But if that's you today, I invite you to come up and, and find a place alone at the altar or grab a hold of one of the elders. Pray with them. Hey, you know what? I'm not a finance person, okay? I, I'm not going to say, okay, well, here's what you do. God's already said what you do. You see, this stuff here isn't about 
Dan's plan of your finances. If it was, it's going to be worse. It's God's plan. If you don't know how to get in obedience with that, that's what I'm inviting you up here. Get with God. I've heard some people, well, you know, work towards that. I've heard others, just go out and do it. You know what? I'll let you work that out with God. That's not negotiation. Pray for His mercy. Pray for His grace. But pray. For others that, oh, Dan, that's okay. You're kind of entertaining up there. You were jumping around and uh, something else is on your mind. Get that cleared. Get with God. And whatever you do, have a clear heart as we partake today. Amen? All right, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank You, we love You, and we know You love us. You love us to the point where You sent Your Son. He died for us when we were yet sinners. Oh, Father, we recognize and we honor You for that. Help us in the area of Your distribution plan to be obedient to what You have taught, what You've laid out, what You've instructed us to do. Help us to be obedient. Holy Spirit, fill us to overflowing. Lord, I do pray for those that that are obedient in that area, those that, that... are faithful in their tithes and faithful in the offerings above and beyond the tithe, that You bless them abundantly to accomplish their purpose, Father. Bless them. Let Your joy flow through them. Let that abundance be able to meet the needs of others for Your glory. Lord, by Your Spirit, Holy Spirit, just speak to our hearts today as we prepare to receive the elements today. Lord, we give You all the glory. All the glory. Not part. All the glory. In Jesus' name. Amen.